Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Hey, welcome to Cinematics, episode 150. Gregor, look at that! Is it? Is it I didn't know that. 150. Should we do something special? Five. Oh, but you and I have done so many other, Wait, like you know, really? like Patreon episodes, and bonus, and this and that. So you know, it's it's beyond 150. Plus our friendship that goes back <laughs> goes like back 20, 25 years, years right? Hey. 25 years. So 26, Gregor. 20, it's, wow. May in 1996. Anyway, that's not that's not the point. Uh, the point is this: we're going to be talking to you about the last three weeks of April 2022, talking to you about the. Movie Movies that are worth talking about, hopefully. The movies that we both want to see. And I got to tell you, pretty good slate. Oh, really? Pretty decent slate we got. I was surprised. Oh, okay. Okay. You Look, there's a, mo- there's a movie that we're going to be talking about this week. I, I hope- you get up there on them? Oh, I'm sorry. Why, I'm, why I'm, you got the no, fear of the Because I'm, I'm a little bit scared because, uh, you know... We, there's a movie called Duel, which we mm-hmm. might be talking about this week. I don't know. We if shall we, be talking about uh, oh. uh, Steven Spielberg's Duel because Spielberg <laughs> is my uh, my end all be all. Yeah, oh, you very, thank you. No, thank we'll be you, we'll see. be talking yeah. about the new film Duel, which comes out as we record this tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow. By the Greg way, I've I. never seen Duel, the, the Dennis Weaver film. I've never seen it, and I I remember during Dennis our Weaver. early uh, yeah yeah I remember during the early years of cinematics. I'm not. This is not a joke. We're I'm talking thinking, about Steven Spielberg's uh, fee, uh, directorial debut, which is a TV movie yes. from the seventies called. Duel, starring which, Dennis Weaver, it's a truck, uh, and I, I think I remember you, and this is not a joke, that you actually liked Duel. Is that correct? I appreciated Duel for sure when I was a child, when I saw it, and I've seen bits and pieces of it as an adult, but I, I just this week on the film vault, I was discussing the fact that uh, my shame have, for not having seen that in, in, in my adulthood. Oh, okay, not fully, and, and it's a shame. Oh, so maybe one of these days you might see it. If I'll you go have back. Time. I'll go back. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I'll, I'll go back and see where uh, uh, Spielie was born. Yes, I will see uh, his early roots. Can't okay, wait. I, I can't wait to, for you to see it, and maybe I'll see that as well. That you know, really Spielie nice. wasn't even there for uh, the, the, the the climax of Jaws. He wasn't even on set when they shot. That, that I think that's just a, that's just a tall tale. He, uh, nope, he's, he's there nope. every single it's out day. Out of his own mouth, he was uh, having a nervous breakdown. He was done, and he was flying home when uh, B team B unit was shooting it. It's normal. It's it's a human condition. When they do reshoots on modern day Spielberg films, he does not show up. Well, the auteur had an off day. Don't we have all off days? He's an auteur. He is, isn't he an auteur? He's a salesman. Okay, let's, <laughs> okay. let's, uh, let's get to what have you seen lately? What? I love him. Hey, first but of all, you- I want a job with you, Spielberg. I'm getting older. I'm 50. I'm, I'm turning the page. Spielberg- Getting older. MCU. Uh, yeah, I you am You make it old. seem like it's a new thing. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's not a new thing. Spielberg, MCU, Disney, and Netflix. That's my, my concentration. John Sales- Jim Jarmusch. You got to get Peacock in there. <laughs> Peacock, right? You got to get USA Network. What is that? <laughs> USA Network, right? So I'm thinking you and I, Anderson, maybe we turn the page. We jump We jump from the bridge into the waters of commercialism together. What, so what, what you're telling you? me is I should maybe think about securing the rights to Matlock and making a feature? <laughs> yes. For, and the, gr- uh, for and the dying boomers. How about rebrand groupers? It's groupers. Now it's just uh, it, instead of groupers, and you know, th- th- it'll be just a whole bunch of kids. They mm. have detention yeah. because they're a group. 
Mm-hmm. And it's an after-school thing. There's yeah. a there's a principal who 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 actually a, is, a remake of Groupers is what you're saying. Yeah, but a clean, rebrand remake. Yeah, clean, yeah, like for the Mormons. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I'm just saying it just okay. it be John Husey version of Groupers. a John Husey, not yes, a John Waters. I'm, 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 right now, no, John Waters. John, I don't even know who John Waters is. You don't know what you, because I'm, I'm yeah, your, your mind to, is clean. I, 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 see, just, I see what I'm, you're doing here. I'm waving. Look, all right, oceanfront property with our with these ideas. Oh, what do you think? You know what? I was just exploring that once again on the film ball. I was thinking like if I had the same kind of energy. Yes. And enthusiasm and uh, addiction to Marvel as I do for film in general. Yes. And I did something like this and it was uh-huh. all Marvel related. And like yes. I picked up on every little mm-hmm. detail and I really studied it. Like, you know, people Moon do. great. I feel like I'd probably... Uh, yeah. Be- I, I I probably wouldn't be in the financial straits that I'm in, Greg. I'm just offering you ocean. It's hard property. being me, is what I'm saying, Greg, uh, because it's, it's not an option, Greg. It's not an option. You for me. and I, I can all I can okay. do is follow my heart. That's okay. all I can I'm do, saying, Greg. Maybe you and I clean up. Uh, we wear tweed more. Watch more Guy Ritchie Greg, films. The go passion, across a pond. You don't pick the passions. The passions pick you, Greg. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I I agree with you. You do I, agree. Right? I you do agree. agree. I do agree. Yeah. I was just trying to say maybe that if you were trying to be dipping the toe in the uh, sellout water, uh, uh, not and sell out. No, maybe sell things. Sell things water. Speaking of selling things, uh, Jillian, my my lovely wife, she has started a little side hustle, which uh, I'm uh, helping her with in in the restoration and uh, mainly the picking up of things. Uh, It started with she'd buy something that she really liked uh, on offer up and then she'd offer me up to go pick it up. Uh, But now it's it's. uh, It's 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 moved on to auction houses and estate sales and it's it's crazy what's available out there and especially if you you got somebody who knows what they're looking for and knows what uh, can be cleaned up and to made into something uh, somewhat valuable I, I I use the word valuable loosely but like something that somebody else would like if it's uh, you know cleaned up right and she's got a great eye so we got a little bit of a storefront that she set it up for, so far Facebook. Uh, marketplace is where where uh, you can find her, and it's called Atties Antiques. A T T Y S Antiques. Oh, very and, good. Uh, I, I promised her I give a couple plugs because she's put a lot of work into this, and it's, it's a brand new thing. And uh, who has a better eye, you or or Jillian? Jillian does because uh, I I like like my garage. You see you see the wall I, there. I That's beautiful. my style. I think it's beautiful. That's not Jillian's style. Jillian's much more classic. Okay. So, like, if you're a guy listening to this and uh, you, you don't know what to get your mom or your girlfriend or wife, like, you're going to find some very unique uh, things over there. And then I, I I, know I'll be the shipper. I'm shipping things out. She already let me know that I got to ship a couple things tomorrow. I think you're underrating guys in general. Maybe they might like something as well in this. In this and if you're a woman yeah. listening to this, uh, you're a female. Jillian has a very good eye. And I would I would imagine you're probably going to see something So I, that you like uh, as well. And not crazy prices. I she's I'm actually getting upset with her because the the markups are so low. And I'm like, honey, that's like an hour of our work, and you're looking to you know make five dollars on all that after the cleaning and the picking up and the the, with the gas, we might be breaking even on some of these things. But she's just trying to get her feet wet. So now is a good time to check that out, and I'll put a link, uh, I guess, in the show notes. Okay, okay, very cool. Addie's Antiques. Addie's Antiques. A T T Y S Antiques. Yeah, that is very very cool. It could be fun. Yeah, it's yeah. something. It's something fun because right now all we do is like watch uh, bad TV together, like you know, a couple times a week. That's like our main thing, and then hang out with Atticus, of course, you know, parent. But uh, this is a fun little side thing that we're doing, and uh, it's it's very interesting going into like rich people's houses, and some of them are very old. Greg, it's it's opening up a whole uh, window to uh, a lifestyle that I'm not familiar with at all. Do you like it so far? What you've been seeing, this lifestyle of just seeing. No. Really- Okay. I mean, I don't. I, it's not something I aspire to. In fact, I'm always talking to Atticus about material things. You don't need 
as many as you think you do as a five-year-old. I get, I get that. Can I talk to Atticus? Because I would say the exact opposite. Exact opposite. Yes. Yes. I know you would. The more things you you get, the better. Yeah. No, not good. I heard your interview with with, uh, uh, the long walk. uh, Oh, oh, Matty Doe. Yes. Very, very uh, very good interview. Okay. But revealing about my, my, my tendency to want to know about the materialism of things and how much you love them. And yeah. And uh, uh, but you, she was kind of on board too, as far as uh, what what is it called? Physical media. Physical media. She loves the physical media because she doesn't trust the digital media. Yeah, you've never seen you. I, one of these days, you're going to see the long walk, and you're going to love it. And I can't wait till you do because she's she's a very interesting person. Yeah, I liked I liked her a lot in the interview, and I wanted to just say that you uh, and Bruce are killing it over <laughs> oh, there. Thank you. Not um, Eric though. Not Eric's Eric's oh, dragon. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I joke. I love I love all three of you guys, and you Thank guys you. are all great. It's a very entertaining show. Dare I say better than the version that you and why? You and why? Because we don't have the chemistry anymore. Because we don't chemistry is gone. Greg. Gone. We, I mean, we just don't do the I can Patreon. feel people getting up and walking out of the podcast theater. They're like just I, there's no spark, no spark anymore. Because you know why? Because uh, one of these days you're gonna get. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna go on the money train, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go with me, Bruce mm-hmm. and Eric. For, I'm gonna be in the caboose. How about Bruce that? and Eric, they're they're, they're not f, f you, Bruce. And Eric, you're going to be part of this. Who's mm. going to? Who else is going to be on our money train? The money train. Me, you, Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson. Let's take a left Spielberg's, turn here. Uh, your left turn. No. Uh, you want to? You want to talk more, more about more just more like? More. No, no. Bruce Willis will not be on the train. Sad. Uh, you, very, sad. sad. very, very sad. No. Left, left turn onto movies coming out this week, the, the week of April eighth. Well, what have you seen since? And I want to do something that we don't do here, which is talk about oh. a movie that came out not last month or is not coming out this month, but a movie that came out last year because I know that's a source of contention uh, with you, oh, uh, Bruce right, and, and right. Eric. Yes, and very, talk very cool. talk a little bit about uh, uh, a bad luck banging. Or loony or porn. Looney porn. This is one of these movies that it's a Romanian film. I don't think I've ever seen any. This might be the first Romanian film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. For the first 15 minutes, I was frustrated because I had no idea where it was first going. First 15. I, it was just a whole, just a, what was, where's this going? And there's all these newsreel footage. There's no, sex. No, well, you're all over the place, Gregor. Oh, all thought, over the Bad place. luck banging or looting porn? Is that what you're talking about? But yeah, but newsreel footage doesn't show up until like 45 minutes in. It's just a weird movie. But it's the whole very odd. But the whole the initial moments of frustration gave way into what is this? This is very interesting. I don't think I've seen stuff like this before. And then I just got by the end of the movie, I was just this is a really great experience. One of the best experiences I've had watching movies last year. I agree. I, I covered it on the film vault last week and or this week. And I actually made Brian watch it, and I he hated knew it. that he probably wasn't going to love it. And uh, I didn't love the experience, but I love the idea of the movie. And I, like you said, it's so unique. It's a movie like uh, no movie I'd ever seen before. And it definitely <laughs> uh, was thought-provoking, made me laugh many times. I know that I missed out on a lot of the stuff yes. because it's, you know I'm not Romanian, and I don't, I don't live over in that part of the world. I'm very Western over here. but So I'm sure that I, I was lost with a lot of things, much like a Serbian film. However, the stuff that I did pick up on, I really liked. And it's three separate movies in one and the ballsiest part of the entire experience the entire movie is the director like so there's that scene that we talk about quite a bit in a ghost story where about halfway through the movie and she's depressed and she eats a pie and it's right. it's very boring and there's yes. not much going on there it's showing grief it's showing how like lost she is and she's just eating an entire pie with her hands and it's a test for the viewer the, it's it's, test for it's, the, viewer. It's a, the viewers are either gonna really love it or really hate it this or is just a, jumping off board I don't or know if anyone's gonna scene. love the, the the pie eating scene but if you get past the pie eating scene there's a whole lot there one of my favorite movies in the last 20 years sure without a doubt uh, Ghost World that is a, go, a ghost, ghost story yeah. jeez I was just Ghost World's also very good I was good. talking about Ghost World and Seymour and needed all that just uh, earlier on the film vault so okay. that's, uh, that's in my head sorry yeah. but yeah Ghost World uh, uh, David Lowry is a Ghost World is one, uh, phenomenal as you've heard me say uh, however that pie eating scene it, it's, it's a barrier to entry 
Right. And it's halfway through the movie. It's about an eight minute uncut. There's yes. two cut. There's one cut in it and there's two shots of her eating a pie. It's, it's, but then it doesn't even go back and forth. It's one shot and then it goes to, like, after about four and a half minutes, it goes to another shot of her eating the pie. This movie, uh, Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn, it opens up with a censored, uh, homemade porn, um, go session, right? Right. right. And then it cuts to a woman walking the streets of Romania for upwards of 35, 40 minutes. It feels like that. And she's running mundane errands, uh, getting herself um, some um, some herbal pills because she's having a bad day. Instead of having a drink like a normal person, she takes some pills and drinks uh, drinks some tea. And we're just with this woman running her mundane errands. I mean, I understand Atticus's pain when I bring him you know, on my errands. It's like that's what I was doing with this woman in this movie. Ballsy, Greg. I almost gave up seven or eight different times. And, <laughs> yeah, and you're wondering, why is the camera here? The camera should be focused on the woman, and it should be an, a, a close-up of the woman, but it's a, it's it's doing some so mountain distant. stuff. Yeah, you're going, what? So what? distant. And, and then, then it pans away, and it just shows a, like a dilapidated building. I'm like, are you, is what commentary are you on like, you know, how Romanian's infrastructure needs some updates? What, what's going on here? Right. Is this is this filmmaker special? What's happening? I was, I was pissed. <laughs> and then there's a left turn. Yeah. It gave me whiplash like I've never experienced in any movie because then it's like 15, 20 minutes of just rapid fire yeah. uh, history <laughs> with <laughs> with slides, which yeah, was choking you with information. It was essentially and it was it was it was one piece. And some of them, they're all like related as far as the information they were given. But it was done to like some goofy, fun, upbeat music. And it was it's discordant. It doesn't it doesn't really frenetic. Mesh. Yeah. Frenetic. Yes. That's it. And then the last act is. I curb your enthusiasm over yeah. the top, uh, interesting, uh, situational comedy. <laughs> which it's I like free jazz of, of arguments yes. for 20, 25 minutes. So I really like this movie. It, it just fell off my top 10 of last year uh, at the Vaulties. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. And I heard you and uh, Bruce and, and Eric. They both uh, hated it. They both hated it. Yeah. And it's one of these things. Well, Bruce can't be trusted because he loved the net. <laughs> right. <laughs> he did love a net. But would you re- – so – with the, with the Film Vault listeners, would you recommend – and with Cinematics Now, would you rec- actually recommend this movie, Lo- Bad Luck Banging or Looney Bar? It's still a very partic- a particular type of, of uh, person, and that person has to see lots and lots of movies and just be tired of the tired old formulas being done again and again and again. 100%. This is not that at all. So that's why I appreciated it, and I understand yes. that's not the best reason to like a movie because it's different. Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you're driving – It's a valid argument, though. If you drive cars like – all yeah. you know different cars all day every day you're gonna want a weird car every now and again right but right. a normal person walking down the street it's like just give me a car that i can go to the market you know? right how many movies have you seen anderson where you say well i like the movie but you you just don't remember yeah it. i can't... was talking about this too with with brian and i've said this a lot like my my least favorite movie going experience is the type of movie that as i'm walking out of the theater it's already you know half gone from my head like right. what a waste unless right. i'm looking to just kill two hours of my life, but I'm not because life is precious. Greg, we don't have too much time. I, I don't want to be wasting my time watching someone's boring vision that I'm not going to you know, think about ever again as soon as I walk out. Right. Marvel. Oh, okay. Well, look, I, I, I don't endorse that, that message. Yeah, Marvel movies are, they're, they're elevated action, but like, I, I haven't thought about Spider-Man three. I, I really haven't. You didn't like or or the Batman, the, the Batman, which is coming the out. The Batman, I've thought about quite a bit, just about oh, in like, a good way. No, no, not at all. You didn't <laughs> like the film. Or, I haven't seen it, but you didn't like the film. You got to see. You got to see. Uh, okay, I'll probably love it because I'm a sellout. But you know, I, I don't mean that as a pejorative to you, but I think I, I I do have sellout tendencies when it comes to MCU stuff and and uh, Warner Brothers DCU stuff. But okay, so 
look, we like that movie. What I'm trying to think about other movies that I've seen, and I think that's the main movie within the last month and a half. That, um, well, we talked about the outfit, outfit as well. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those, that's that's fast. Uh, that's here. But how no, about there. Uh, Tony Hawk? Uh, the documentary on HBO is very good. I recommend that one. Okay, that cool. Just, that just came out. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it's an instant classic in many respects. My only I problem think. is being Asian. I wish there were more white people in the, in the film. <laughs> so that's a joke. So, I saw Nit Ram, which uh, was oh. not a, a, an enjoyable watch. Devastating, but, right? Devastating uh, watch. Yeah. An interesting watch for sure. Okay. And uh, his uh, performance was uh, otherworldly. Can't other believe world. it. He, yeah, Caleb Landry Jones, very good. So good. Yeah. If there's any justice in the world, there's very little of it. But if there is any justice uh that that pasty white uh, son of a bitch is going to be up for best actor uh next year He's at the old oscars it's an amazing be battling it out with will smith for emancipation let's yeah. see yeah let's so, see how that goes yeah 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 that, that's uh you know i was thinking will smith movies that i i would want to watch again is there any movie bad will boys smith, you, that you and men in black oh those are the will smith great movies? both of those yeah okay i'll tell you a will smith movie that i would actually wouldn't mind watching six degrees of separation no hmm. focus there's oh. a movie called Focus, which is starring Margot Robbie. A very interesting movie. Liked mm. him in that as well. Yeah. So he's he's had his moments. I, I, I don't still know. haven't seen The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'll ever want to see this movie. But a movie that I forced you to watch this week, April 8th, was not Father Stew, which no. it was uh, funded by Mark Wahlberg. I, even though I'm Catholic, I, I don't know if I'll ever see a Father Stew. Doesn't looks, looks kind of like a... That's eh, a perfect like, Easter movie, they're telling you, Greg. That's true. Despite the lack of uh, bunnies and Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever watch Fathers 2, but there's a movie called Duel, stars Karen Gillan, directed and written by Riley Stearns. Riley Stearns. He, he, he actually, uh, several years ago, he, he released that movie, The Art of Self-Defense, mm-hmm. which I still haven't seen, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poot. Uh, I, I like parts of it. It just it didn't stick the landing, as you say, and it's just a particular type of humor, which... And cadence, right? Yeah. This one shares that. He's got a definite style. I'm talking about Duel now, yeah. uh, which works for me i hate when people say it didn't work for me it's just so self-centered but as far as like, how i what i look for in a movie it's got that dark comedic tone for sure it's just not quite it doesn't have a horsepower for me it's do you think the narrative itself where it's karen gillen plays a woman who decides to clone herself and she decides to decommission the clone etc cetera, etc cetera, and then eventually they have to uh, it's a uh, very interesting situation right it's yargos lanthimos uh Almost, and, and actually, it reminded me a lot as as I was watching this. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the actual plot. And so it opens up with it, this is a movie that I would recommend, and I think it would be more fun to watch this with someone else. It's not a great by yourself movie, you know what I mean? A lot of dark comedies are better if you watch it with somebody with a similar sense of humor uh, or in sure. a theater that would appreciate this. So, watching it on my computer late at night by myself was not the greatest way to watch this movie. But I, that said, it's I, I can see how it is a good movie and many people will like this. And I did like it. I, this is a three and a half star movie for me. Oh, very cool. You're supposed to do that at the end. Yeah. No, no, no. You do it whenever you want. You're, you're, you're the boss of cinematics. Three and a half, four stars. I'm not the boss of it. Three and a half, four stars. I mean, I really, I'm so, uh, talking about time sucks. Talking yeah. about time sucks. I'm, I'm, it's been going on for a while, but I'm getting pretty, I, there's nothing I can do. I, you know, I, I'm powerless, as as we're all powerless to so many things. But I see what where entertainment's going, and with all of these mm-hmm. these series that are just sucking people's time, and there's so many of them, and you know you can get away with having a, a decent, you know, a smallish budget and still do a pretty good job because of technology Thank and you. because of how many yes. uh, how many people are, are good in this craft and this field and they want work and so we got a lot of people who are making a, a you know an okay living making 
what used to be movies and now there are these these long form series that are just sucking people's time. And they're they con- dude, seriously, let's let's just say it. They're content dumps. Content they're con- dumps they're, because they're, the, just like YouTube, YouTube might have been one of the first ones to do this where like they're trying to make sure that you stay on YouTube. They don't want you off YouTube because that's how they get paid through the advertising. Uh, these these platforms are no different. Netflix, Hulu, uh, subscription wise yeah. are different, but they want to keep you on their platform. And the best way to do that is like binge, bingeable stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff out there, but I love movies because they're self-contained little, you know, 90 yes, minutes to two 100%. hour movies that you can yeah. easily recommend. It's hard to recommend a five season series to someone who doesn't have a Dude, ton of time. No, no, no. Like, even like a six episode series, that's still six, seven to 10 hours or of your these, freaking time. These three uh, part yes. uh, uh, docu-series that's like they could have been done in 90 minutes, but they drag it out for four or five hours. Because they wanted to drag you out. Yes. They want to drag you out. They want to keep you on their yes. They want your eyeballs. They want your eyeballs they want you on the hook. to them. That's right. And we're losing these movies left and right as a result. And it's movies like this are, are what drew me into it to begin with, Greg. And I'm afraid 100%. that they're just going away. They're still out they are, there. They are. No, they're, they're still be out there. I don't think they're out there. They're out there really? for sure because okay. of the same reason. Technology is cheap. I mean, there's so sure. many independent movies. It, yeah. When I went through groupers, I realized just how many don't even get sold and don't see the light of day. But there's many being made. That are good that are not being sold. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But how many people actually have the time or even know about them or can talk about them around the old proverbial water cooler? It's, that's going. Everyone's talking about uh, the TV. Uh, the, the, the bingeable shows no one's talking about little movies like this that are very interesting you can tell a lot of heart and soul went into them yes and they they, they it, this movie makes you think so it opens up you want to get to the actual i it opens up uh, it opens clever, up with it's theo, unique yeah. it's not a remake or a prequel and well it opens up with theo well, james he has a he has, he has a cameo theo james you've, you've known him you've seen him before and he plays a it's a it's a duel He's actually going He's up on a again. football field. And there's football, some people yeah. in the bleacher in the bleachers. A uh, limited few people in the bleachers. It's out like in the. Uh, they shot this whole thing during COVID in Finland, so it's uh, got a Finnish backdrop, as you might imagine. And uh, it's actually a rugby field. We're going to be uh, technical here, <laughs> and uh, it's nighttime. And then they got some of those sports cameras trained on them, like the kind that you see at live sporting events, pro- yeah. pro- pro- professional sports. And he looks bewildered. He looks like he's not ready for what's coming, which didn't really quite line up with everything else that we learned about this uh, duel. Right, uh, because but, there's a, there's a subversion of expectations, which yeah. is pretty interesting. Yes, right? yes, huge huge subversion. So <laughs> he a, a big white sheet at at center field, and then it drops, and there's a table uh, that has a bunch of weapons on it behind him, and then he, presumably there's a table on the other side too, but we can't see who he's dueling, and then he's hiding behind the table like it's not. Long story short, uh, one of the two win. The, the duel and then we see that he uh, just killed his identical twin or yeah. or it was killed by his identical twin and we're like okay what's what's this all about and then we hard cut to a woman played by Karen Gillen Karen Gillen from Guardians of the Galaxy and you realize she you you get into and her selfie which I've never seen oh yeah yeah that's TV series so, selfie yeah yeah, yeah I, I the actually, time suck selfie yeah 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 that that, TV, that short-lived TV series with she started with John Cho in which I liked and love that came, John Cho yeah yeah love John Cho but she she plays a woman who realizes that she was, she's diagnosed she's dying she's dying so she decides to not really uh, tell tell her mom 
She doesn't want to tell her mom about this. And she's kind of on the odds with her, with her boyfriend, but she wants to transition. When she dies, she wants to make sure her loved ones transition. She, she learns that she has uh, a terminal disease. Yeah. And what, that's where I really got the tone of this movie. Cause I wasn't really sure how, how to be, even though I saw the, self, the art of self defense, I wasn't sure exactly what he, where he, he was going with this as far as tone. And when I, when we learn that she has the terminal disease, we it's a very comedic way of, of finding out. But not – it's dark comedy and it's yeah. subverted comedy. But her boyfriend found out before her by a mistake of the hospital and he knew for a couple of days. And then he tells her over video chat because he's out of town. And, and it's a big nuisance to him, right? And her life is not great. <laughs> so she – uh, uh, we, we've learned that her life is not, not great at all. Or got a family relationship, not doesn't love her mom as much as she should. She's by herself. She's watching porn. She's drinking too much. She's throwing up blood. Uh, but she wants to be remembered. And one, and this is the not too distant future alternate universe where you can get a clone, which how do they make, grow them so quickly? I, I, I don't understand that. Clones are always a misnomer to me or, or, or misrepresented because yeah. they'd be an embryo and then that they'd be a baby clone of you. Not like a, perfect per- but the way it's handled here it's just like kind of like a comedic thing where you can just do some I, you can almost like what kind of like spit in a tissue and then yeah. and then it's your clones made just the next day shows up yeah, yeah there, shows there's up. there's Pretty your funny. clone so she decides to pay crazy amounts of money and get a clone and uh her clone is just like her and uh and the movie kind of goes from there and then ultimately it comes down to her um, having to deal with uh, eliminate her clone because of uh, a series of events. I think that's about as that's far it. as we should go yeah. with that. It reminded me of Yargos Lanthimos, not only in his style, but also he made a movie called Alps a number of years ago, which I don't know if you've seen that. No, I, I definitely want to see that. It's not good. Oh, <laughs> I really want, I had high hopes, but Alps was very, a very interesting idea, which is it's a company that specializes in um, grieving. And if you find out that you have a terminal disease, they will hire actors who look like you to follow you around for your last days to pick up on your mannerisms so that it will help with your uh, loved one's uh, grief uh, process to be able to hang out with uh, somebody who's kind of like another version of you. That's the premise of Alps, Yargos Lanthimos' Alps, and this is like that, but much better, much, much better. Yeah, I I really like the fact that this movie. I and I actually interviewed Riley Stearns for this. This movie could have been a genre film, just straight up. We're talking about commercialism at the beginning of this pod. This could have been a sellout, fun clone versus dual kind of situation. And Stearns goes completely the other way, and it, it's actually kind of something about. Uh, you know, we're talking about how the speech is a certain cadence. It's a certain kind of energy, and it. He knew that he was going to reach a, a select audience by making this movie. And I, I just really appreciated how it didn't go through the average tropes of a genre-filled violent duel. So that's what I really appreciated about it. Even though it opened up with a violent duel. And then it subverts expectations. Subverts expectations. Yeah, well, you're kind of giving a lot away there, Gregor. But I, mean, I, yeah, I think true. my biggest recommendation is to watch this movie, but watch it with somebody with similar uh, comedic uh, stylings to, to yourself. Uh, it, I wasn't laughing out loud until maybe the last 20 minutes. There was some stuff in there that I found very funny. Uh but I, I'm just sitting there watching it, entertained and engaged, but like I'm not laughing as much as I could be. Like this could have used a, a punch up rewrite from like a Charlie Kaufman or something. What's interesting about Duel is I actually asked uh, Riley Stearns, and by the way, the en- the ending of we're going to talk about the spoilers on our on our Patreon episode. We are, but well, I mean, because Riley Stearns actually gave his interpretation of the oh, ending. Mm-hmm. So you have your interpretation. Did you enjoy what the ending? Uh, provided as far as duel goes i was hoping for a little more 
hoping for a little more. I'm sure, we're not going to get into your interpretation of the ending, but I asked Bruce and Eric after we stopped taping Find Your Film, their interpretation. They each had di- different inter- interpretations. I had my interpretation. Riley Stearns, his interpretation of what the end of Duel was about is completely different from me That's interesting. and Bruce and yeah. Eric. So I guess we're going back to Looney to uh, I, I want to hear it off air. Yeah, yeah. So what'll happen is what's good whether you like Duel or not, the ending will have different reactions from the viewer. I, I didn't dislike the ending. I was just hoping for a little more of a kick in the pants. Yeah. And so, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop with a certain thing involving uh color and it it did but it wasn't as satisfying as i was hoping it could be your whole interpretation will be different because riley stearns is just his his take on the ending is completely different from yours so that's what's interesting you don't get to see that much like you don't get to see movies like this too much so no no this is a very unique its own thing and i I think it could be a a very special movie for the right audience and i think that he's on to something like he knows that it's a very thin uh uh uh, slice of the pie that he's going after but he's gonna hit with those guys hard and and girls hard and i i did the same thing with with grouper so i get that like i know that a very but like one of every 10 people that have seen groupers that i talk to like they absolutely love it. The other nine are like not sure what to make of it, right? Or they yeah. hate it. But the, the, that one in ten, I knew that one in ten was going to be out there, and they were absolutely. Like, this is my kind of movie because I'm that one in ten. So yeah, he Riley Stearns is probably his one in ten. This is the type of movie that he exactly. wants to see over and over exactly. again. This was a four star film for me. So that is Duel again on Friday. Anything also, else? Let's oh. talk about her performance, which I was bothered by for the first. <laughs> 20, 30 minutes right. of the movie. Like, it was stiff. It was bad acting. Like, and I can say that. I, I was like, I don't like to say that about, about people because, you know, they're, they're out there. They're making a living. I might work with them one day. Who knows? You know, like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not only talking about movies, I'm trying to make them. Uh, but I was like, this is just, she's not good. And then as I watched the movie, I'm like, oh, she's not really supposed to be good. And she's right. supposed to be doing this other version of her what a tall order she had as an actress to play a worse version of herself and ultimately the movie comes down to to that to like faking life being somebody you're not and not and and hating yourself so much that you literally hate your other self because they're slightly better than you so it might have been one of the 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 tougher uh going yes. back to like dead ringers right jeremy irons like, right this was a top tall order for for her as an actress so yeah it's a swimming upstream narrative it's a very difficult thing to pull off and it's very very cool that riley Stearns did not actually pander to the audience by making your average dual film uh, for sure yeah like the, the, the the title is almost misleading even though it opens up with the duel but yeah i it's it's funny because it's one of those movies where I think I was it, – it, it's very rare, but like I, I felt like it was not a good performance. But if I were to watch it again, I think I would be completely blown away. Like, oh my god, what a great performance. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, I was I was bothered. I thought, is is she an act? Has she ever acted before? That's what I was thinking a few times. So be prepared if you're going to watch it. Some of her performance is stiff, but I it all I think it all wraps up nicely and it should it, – it, she, she was doing what she was supposed to be doing. Definitely, yeah. So anything else on April 8th that you wanted to talk about or do you want to move to April 15th as far as uh, – April 15th. Okay. It, no, that's – that's we just did April 15th. Oh, no, no. This is – no, this is this week. Duel. Duel. I thought it comes out tomorrow. It comes out uh, – yeah. This is the week of April 8th. To, no, tomorrow's April's April fifteenth, Greg. I'm sorry. Tomorrow's tax day. You should probably get I'm on sorry. top of that. I'm my bad. My bad. You're right. My April fifteenth. April. Gregor. But how about the week of April? Yeah, 22nd? April fifteenth is we're my done. Fault. We yes, can we can yes. put Duel in the rear view. That's the movie you should watch if you're looking for something good and thought provoking and fun to watch. Uh, April twenty second. I got uh, a, a boatload 
I got four movies. Okay. So let's let's get through them. Yeah, go for it. All worthy of discussion. Uh, I think probably the sexiest, biggest one for me is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Nicholas Cage uh, with film. Nicholas Cage about uh, Nicholas Cage. I was very excited about this when I thought it was supposed to be coming out. I don't know, some six months a year ago on this program, and I, I remember I had it on as one of my flagged picks because it was supposed to come out then. Didn't COVID, you know, screws everything up. So we've been waiting and waiting. They kept pushing, pushing. It's finally coming out. We've seen the ad campaign. Most of us have seen trailers. It's getting good reviews. The trailers make me a little, it's not quite what I thought had in my head when I was reading about it. Might be too cutesy for its own good. Might be. Could be. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I yeah. don't know if it's going for that that thin slice like we were talking about. Right? This might be going for a bigger piece of the pie. But that's you know, be... I wonder if this movie and adaptation would be great back-to-back watches just because. Right. right? Both very meta. Yeah. 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 So it'd be interesting. The one movie that I'm really excited, obviously, you know, it's a total Greg movie, is the film Petite Maman. Been waiting for this one forever, too. This was a 2021 uh, movie. It was Oscar eligible. And uh, it, it comes from the woman who brought us that portrait of a lady on fire. Yeah, which a movie which I, I absolutely love. Oh, I'm glad that you love yeah. it as well. So really good. And the fact that this movie is, I think it's very, it's less than 90 minutes, might be 70 minutes or even less than that. And it just centers on the the lives of these two kids. And I've heard mixed reviews on this one. I've oh, heard that it's too slow for its own good, even though it's like a very short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've heard that it's uh, unbelievable and, you know, top 10 worthy. I was trying to track it down and watch it before the Vaulties. But I, it just wasn't available. It, okay. it was to European audiences, I guess, different parts of the world. But it's finally being made available to American audiences. And it's just, uh, from what I understand, it's definitely like stream of consciousness, fly on the wall type stuff with uh, very young uh, girls. I think twins, right? Yes, yes. Very excited. Which no, I like that kind of thing, especially being the father of a five-year-old. Five year, five year old. Like I read that book Room when he was mm-hmm. too young. But if I read Room right now, it, it opens up a whole uh, door to you as far as like, because we forget what it's like to be a kid. Yeah, I don't know if it's their actual siblings, but it just centers on a girl and she finds another girl in the forest after her grandmother dies. And it's how they bond, I guess, in the outdoors. Who knows what might be one of, like you said, might be a stream of consciousness kind of movie. And if if it centers on the inner lives of two two kids, I'm all about that. So that's not a wronger. Yeah, sounds good. What what is what is that movie? Do you petite one? Petite petite maman. Yeah, did you see that? Which one? No, no, no. Which one? Pate- uh, oh, Ponette, Ponette, Ponette. No, yes. no, yes, yes. No, no, no. Pon- I saw it years you. ago. Ponette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. See, so yeah, good years ago. Good job, I saw- Gregor. Yeah, look at that. I love Ponette. Yeah, I absolutely love Ponette. A devastating movie. This is a devastating movie about a little French girl, and you're just with her and uh, over her shoulder the entire movie, and you really get inside her mind space, which uh, I absolutely adored that movie. Cool. So what are the other two movies from April 22nd that you're all so, about? Yeah, that's two down and two to go. Uh, the Bad Guys, which is uh, just uh, once again about children uh, because it's, a, it's an animated feature. I, I don't know if it's going to be any good. I can tell you this. The book series is quite enjoyable. Oh, cool. uh, I'm up to book 12 with Atticus. They're real quick reads. They're done comic book, uh, graphic novel style. But uh, it's, it's about like all the, the animals that have always been painted uh, as, as uh, bad. Like the big bad wolf is the leader. He's uh, going to be voiced by um, Sam Rockwell, and then we got a snake. Everyone, you know, you don't trust a snake, and that's uh, uh, he's voiced by. Uh, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I, I love it. He's got that one of the most successful podcasts in the world from Glow. What, oh, Mark Maron. Mark Maron. Thank yeah. you. Jeez, come on, Callan. Come on, come on, Callan. So wait, there's the, these are comic books, or so yeah. So the the, the comic the, the the book 
there the graphic novels are are like a series and there's up to 15 and the 16th one comes out in july i know too much about this and it's uh, uh about a big bad wolf who wants to turn the corner and be a good guy he's tired of being a bad guy he's tired, tired of being pigeonholed and all the stories it's very meta and so he teams up with a piranha a snake a shark uh a, a tarantula and uh, th- these th- these are his uh, his team, the bad guys. But they're trying to do good and prove to the world that they're good. And uh, stuff gets crazy, and uh, it's, it's very entertaining, and a lot of stuff's happening. And uh, they they made a movie out of it, and if it's successful, there'll be a number of these movies. So the wife and the boy and I already have our tickets for a matinee show oh, that's very opening good. weekend. Because uh, I like I said, I've read twelve of the books, and we're about to start thirteen book thirteen tonight. I think so. Oh, that's so nice. We yeah. know we know too much about the. Bad I'll guys. definitely have Claire start reading the bad guys. So it's, it's pretty good. It, it makes you think. Like they, they got multiverse stuff going on. They, they got, mm-hmm. there's a new there's another team of all the, the 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 female bad guys or girls as it were. Doctor Marmalade is the uh, cute little uh, hamster gerbil <laughs> who uh, is not what he seems at all. The snake is always, he can't help himself. The snake can't help himself. He's very bad, Greg. Oh. And even though he's trying to do good, he can't. He's a snake. So he'll like, <laughs> they're trying to like free all these chickens uh, out of this chicken farm. Uh, and, and the snake goes in to help. And then he eats them all. That's so, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> was, was Addy surprised or was, he, he, like, he thinks it's very funny. Very yes. funny. <laughs> okay. And uh, I guess that's fun. that's it. That's it. And April. Oh wait, no way. What am I talking about? April twenty ninth. No, that's, that's not it at all. Oh. I just at the top of my list, the movie of all of the four movies that we're going to be talking about for April twenty second that I'm excited about. Uh, we've talked three of them. The one that I'm most excited about is The Northman. Come on now, Gregor. I never heard of this. Never heard of what is the, <laughs> it's the you're, you're joking. No, no. What is, you're, you're joking. Because I mean, pull it's a director who did the, he did the the movie where it's uh did he do the movie uh, this director the lighthouse uh, Robert Eggers or Dave Eggers oh, or something? What are you, what are you doing? You're pulling thing? my leg. Did he do the thing where, where he does like a pol- uh, black and white film? It's uh, like Polaroids and two, no, two no, people, t- two sailors. Uh, it's like a Gilligan's. Polaroids. It's like Gilligan's Island, uh, but it's black and white. He shot he shot it with cameras of the time. Okay, okay, which was interesting. Okay. He also did the witch, which was uh, oh, maybe kind of opened opened up yes. this whole like new elevated horror uh, um, full core thing. Yeah, good. P- people absolutely good. love it. The yeah. witch kind of like I like that. Not that ele- elevated horror didn't exist before it, but right. it, the witch kind of brought it in for you know Ari, Ari Aster to also you know bring the so. But then he did the movie about the Gilligan and Skipper with the black and white, and it's shot in Polaroid stuff, right? <laughs> You're talking about the lighthouse, which I still. I think that you secretly um, Daryl Hannah probably comes out in the middle of the movie or Darryl, something. Do they, do they have sex with a? She's a mermaid or something. That's true. It's yes, like a mermaid thing. Splash is what he's going after. <laughs> well, you love it. There's some you kind love of cracking creature. You love that movie? I did not love. Oh, okay. The Lighthouse. I loved I, the idea of you loving it because it seems like a, a Greg May movie. And I loved watching Willem Dafoe uh, do his darndest to get a nominated for an award. In all in, in all seriousness, I feel like that's a movie that I probably should really watch again because I, I bet you I'm going to really love movie? it the second time. I I'm gonna really love it. Yeah. It's it's very pretentious and beautiful oh, to look at. Absolutely pretentious, to be honest. The Northman uh, looks looks pretty insane, and uh, it looks like it could. I mean, it's from the Dark Ages right. or like uh, medieval times. Vikings and, and Vikings, Stone exactly. Skarsgård. And uh, Nicole Kidman's getting great reviews for for that. Anya Taylor Joy's in this. There's a recent interview on Uproxx, I think, conducted by this journalist Mike Ryan, and and Eggers was talking about how. The, mo- the movie's getting great reviews, but he doesn't know if he's going to make a movie like this again because in, in not so many words, he feels like he really compromised uh, with this movie because he had so many notes. It's a movie that's $70 million. And so he had to actually not pretty much work with a lot of people. Who made it? 
Uh, I don't know what, what studio made I think the, is this, it's not A24, it, is it? It doesn't sound like A24. But it's, it's From a, what I understand, A24 wouldn't give Eggers too many notes. Uh, let me look, at, let me look if it is A24. But unless it's a movie that could ruin them. You can tell that he wants to go back to making movies like The Lighthouse because this movie, he, he said it was a very painful – The Post. He said The Post was the most painful thing he's ever experienced. Yeah, I could, I could, I've never had to experience that, but I could imagine – that's one of my biggest fears is like actually getting to a place where I can make something with a decent budget but it's somebody else's money and then they're telling me what to do with my thing. It's just – it's every, every artist's nightmare. And uh, it, what he could do is get on the next plane to uh, England and just set up shop over there uh, a la Kubrick. But, but do you think it's such a nightmare when everyone – ends up loving something like the Northman, even though it's so... Do you think the pain's worth it? That's a... One, well, one. I think that... Uh, you know what? I, th- <laughs> I think a lot of the time, and I hate to say this, but I think a lot of the time the studio actually is on to something when they when they give notes uh, for... Focus for, features. Because focus features. Yeah, it makes more sense. When, when I see... Sometimes I'll see the director's cut afterwards, and I'm like, that's not nearly the movie that... Well, you know, it's not, not as good. Your the director's cut is just too esoteric, and like they're seeing things that no one else has seen, or they, they can't see the actual product through the trees. Like I think that happens a lot. Edgar's probably needs some notes because he's pretty far out there. But he and his brother. Well, and he said, "Look, they focus features. The, the, the powers that be, they made the right decision." Oh, you know, and he was th- saying they're giving me all this money. They're, it's not good business for me to be yeah. doing all this stuff. But does he think it's a better product? Like he can see now, I or think deep down inside, he wants to make movies like the light. He wants yeah. the Northman to be the lighthouse. But this equals it's not good business sense because you're gonna we're going back to Spielberg, right? So you're gonna have to make the Northman not for people who love the lighthouse. You're gonna have to make them for everyone. Yeah, but there's enough room in there to make something that like the witch. Like a witch is a good compromise, I think. Right? There's right. enough people that love the witch, and I don't think you got a ton of notes on that. Right, right. But I think that's what he wants. He wants to make a movie for $5 million and then have it make maybe $50, $60 million. But the Northman's going to make a lot of money and it it, it, it will probably make him more money. But I think he's the kind of artist who probably feels really tortured by having people telling him what to do. And that's just because that's a, that's a soul of, that's the nature of being an artist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he definitely seems, I don't, I've never met him, never, never even seen him in an interview. Just, I I just, I judge a lot of these people and I kind of like doing this. I, I don't like to see behind the the veil and i like to judge people or, or get an idea of who they are from just from the, let the work speak for who they are which was kind of one of my initial uh uh draws to to the idea of filmmaking that the, the person more more often than not who's responsible for the majority of the things you see on the screen you never actually see that person yep like you, you don't even you know what they look like or like you know what what race or nationality you don't know who they are. I love when I first learned that when I was a little kid. I'm like that is amazing. They're like puppet masters, right? Right, the puppet uh, masters. But and then but the more you see them, like you know, I I hate the idea that I'm completely. I would love to be hiding behind my work. I would love to be hiding behind a bunch of movies. That that was my dream, and that's uh, that that ship has long sailed. Oh, I, I don't be say, able. To, I want to be able to make say. a movie if I wasn't out you know on top. Right. It, it was my listenership who afforded me the opportunity to make a movie so it's the exact opposite of what drew me in but it doesn't make the, the me making movies uh any any less enjoyable i still love it i just wish that i had more mystere you know what i mean well you ha- you have that eric holmes script uh, it's called crushing derriere and we'll see if you'll ever direct that you know the eric holmes script that he's he's writing oh the yes we crushing derriere that. can you post that uh, one of these, I'll, I'll post it's that. so good uh, yeah he's... eric holmes wants to make a uh a movie about greg crushing about posteriors greg how like at night he's really like a metal lead man in a metal right. band <laughs> that that Photoshop that he did was delightful. It's very, very Greg delightful. with long hair and looking. Very, yes, uh, but you know, back to the the studios. They do like I I I do like um, 
uh, Blade Runner's studio version more than Ridley Scott's, which I know is sacrilegious to a lot of cinephiles. Right. But then there's obviously uh, probably more often than not, and it's a lot of time we stuff we don't even know it got ruined because we don't even know the the backstory. But a a prime example is Matthew Bright's uh, Tippy Toes or Mm -hmm. Tiptoes, which uh, a very small movie. No one even knows. Gary Oldman plays an actual – he plays a little person, which would not fly today. But – Matthew Bright did Freeway and Freeway 2, and he's a very particular type of director. I don't know if he's around anymore. I don't yeah, know what happened to poor old Matthew Bright. He was an insane person. But he, he had this love story, this movie about um, little people uh, starring Gary Oldman. Uh, David Allen Greer was in there or some other bigger I names. Think, uh, Kate Beckinsale, maybe, maybe even McConaughey. Beckinsale yeah. was in there, yeah. And uh, that's just an unwatchable movie. It's aw- absolutely awful. And <laughs> to hear Matthew Bright uh, say it, uh, it's it's unrecognizable as far as the movie that he was trying to make because oh, of what they did. Heartbreaking. What they did with the music, what they did with the edits, what they did with the story. Yeah. They said he said that he shot the movie he wanted to make and then they took it in post and said they just ruined it. So uh, you, that you happens. Can, you can get ruined, but just artistically. From and that. I don't know what you know. I've looked him up in a bit. Maybe he didn't recover from that. You see. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine imagine like uh, Tom Six getting notes on uh, Human Centipede. Like, what does that turn into? Right. Exactly. Now, April 29th, anything for the last week? I have this movie called Pompo the Cinephile. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm on embargo on this, but it centers on the making of a movie. It's an anime. It's based on a manga. And it centers on this just nerdy kid who ends up becoming a director. Huh. And and all he does, his, his salvation is actually staying in the editing room for hours or weeks and months on end just trying to craft the perfect movie. Hmm. It's Pompo the Cinephile based on a manga novel, and it's a very specified look at making film. And I ended up enjoying it. Did you so, feel like it was honest? Very honest. Yeah? Very, very. How old's the kid? Uh, the kid's like maybe in his early 20s, but it, it really shows the the physical, just uh, basically the, the nightmare that he goes through as as a filmmaker as and, and ultimately an editor. This. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's one of those movies that is going to get as many... Uh, Audience lovers as like uh, the best anime films? No, but cinephiles will enjoy Pompo the Cinephile because it's really the nuts and bolts of making a movie and the sacrifices you make. You know, there usually there's that director like you were probably you had so many sleepless nights doing groupers, oh. right? That it they're, they're, wrecked you, wrecked your body. I like experience. those sleepless nights though because usually I'm I'm trying to fix problems and it's real satisfying when you fix. But it the takes problems. a toll on you, right? Yeah. It took a toll on you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it takes a physical toll. I I, I look at these old directors. I'm like, how do you guys do it? Because it, it it's mentally and physically draining making a movie. Like people don't realize they. Yeah, like I was just I lost like 15 pounds just on the uh, the three the the two week shoot. It was a two week shoot. And I lost 15 pounds because you don't eat. You can't. You, wow. you can barely sleep. I mean, you're just completely laser focused on the task at hand because you got one shot. It's like going to the Olympics. Like you can't do makeup days really, especially on a low budget. But yeah, the very first um, short film I ever made, I shot it on 16 millimeter reversal, black and white, <laughs> back in 1999 at film school. And it was all about the process of making a film student making a film and just what that entails. It was completely over the top and, 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 and done for laughs, but it was, it was, uh, examining like what it actually takes, the whole process of making a film, uh, from beginning to end. And uh, and then as soon as you're done, the the whole joke was as soon as you're done, and it was just like the the guy went through like you know hell just to get there, sleepless nights, oh. editing and shooting, and and then when he's done, um, he realizes okay, it's time for the next one, and it's like, but he just he just went through through his own personal hell for this, and now he's got to do another one. Like there's no glory to be had; he just has to go straight into the next one. Uh, so that's I'm, I, I got to see this. I'm interested. Yeah, Pumble, I'll, I'll get you. A, I'll get you a link for that, and I'll get you a link for Petite Maman as well. Tight. Thanks, Gregor. Yeah. 
Thank uh, you guys for listening wait, to us. Wait, I got one oh, more, and no, it's a no, two-hour no, and twenty-minute movie, which uh, is, is my own uh, oh. uh, personal hell. What? I don't think I w- I'm ever going to watch this. Oh, but I probably will. What? What? <laughs> you like that statement? There? Yeah. Gaspar Noe's got a movie. Oh, a new one. Yeah, Gaspar. Can we just call him Gaspar Noe? I don't like yeah. the Noe. No. Yeah. I feel no. affected every time I say it. But that's how you say the guy's name. I guess Gaspar Noe. Gaspar Noe. Yeah. Um, he's got a movie with Dario Argento. Oh, really? Huh? What's it called? It's called Vortex. Oh, it's what? two hours and 20 minutes, Greg, and the log line lets you know that not unlike a moor, it follows the last days of my elderly couple stricken by dementia. This Let's forget it. could no way. be no. torturous. Don't, you're not going to do that, dude. No. I've seen every Gaspar Noe film. <laughs> I've not missed one. But he has let me down with each effort since Irreversible. However, Enter the Void was pretty good. And Climax had some really good stuff in it, too. Like, I can't speak much to love. Didn't love love. But uh, Vortex, man. I, I mean, it's we talked about we opened this uh, show talking about the uh, the barrier to entry with the pie eating scene and the ghost story. I almost said world. And hmm. uh, and, the, and the the opening 45 minutes of bad luck banging or loony porn vortex sounds like the entire two hour and 20 minute experience could be a barrier to entry but who knows you get so you gotta watch it <sighs> i am curious <laughs> and uh, i love that if I, the fact that he's got a legendary filmmaker dario argento yes as one of the uh the 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 the, the, the lead characters it sounds like it's a two-hander Okay, damn. I'm, I'm more of a one-hander guy myself. That vortex. is Vortex. Greg, that was very inappropriate. <laughs> Family show. I would know. I, I have no idea what you mean. Vortex comes out April 29th. We're, that, that's our last movie. Look at that, guys. We uh, covered what? I think yes, one, so many. four. How many movies did you have? I, I had like about five. Good five, six. I think we covered seven movies. And we talked about Duel. Seven talked, movies in April, guys. It's start. We're turning a corner. We're coming yeah, out of the doldrums. We're, we're, we're coming out of the dark ages yeah. of uh, of the of the annual calendar, the film calendar. And we got some really, we got some movies. I would pretty, I, I can safely say, I think that at least two of the seven movies we talked about today are going to be movies that we will always think of and talk about for decades to come. Maybe. And you know what? If you want to hear more, a couple. more of Anderson and I, we're, we're going to be back next week on Patreon. We're going to be talking about a bunch of movies from 1945. We're going to be talking about two movies from 1945, but we'll also be talking about the uh, Oscars We'll be ta- yes. from 1945. We'll be talking about uh, top box office, birthdays. We, we celebrate the year in film in 1945 by watching two. Uh, I've already watched mine, Greg. Have you watched I, yours? I, I have to look. I, I, I will. Yeah, I watched the original road. Brewster's Millions, which oh, very good. was interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, guys, we will see you, hopefully some of you next week. And thank you for supporting me and Anderson on this here Cinematics. Anderson. Cinematics! Thanks, guys. Cinematics!